0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi. And alongside me, as always, is
1: Paul Giliari.
0: Paul, today I've got a Negra Modelo, or I guess it would be Modelo Negra, really, as opposed to Modelo uh, Especial.
1: Yeah, I, what, I've what got, got a whole lot of nothing in oh. this hand, and an equal amount. Of nada in this hand, I don't know. You, you I guess coming
0: hot with the with the seasonal beers the last couple
1: of times. I know I'm tapped out of them, and I'm uh, supposed to uh, probably nestle up on the couch with the wife after this.
0: Oh, uh, I'm doing uh, the same thing. I gotta, was asked yeah, earlier today.
1: I'll, I'll probably have a scotch in hand at that point, but for for, for now,
0: we watch a movie tonight, and I'm like, well, I got to record the podcast. But how about afterwards? Okay,
1: so here we are, gang. What are you getting roped into?
0: I don't know. I don't know what's gonna, what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be a movie. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, date night. Saturday night, guys, as we're recording
1: try, this. Try, try, try that uh, that uh, Elvis biopic film.
0: Oh, we started that. Yeah.
1: Yep, we I started do. that. It was good. Yeah. I, I, I haven't it's seen long. it yet. But, uh, it's long. Is it long? Okay. Yeah. But it's good.
0: What a way to start the show. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> Hope your drive time commute is good, or wherever the hell you're listening to this. Uh, housekeeping? You already heard the VO at the top. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. You got to
1: feed the
0: algorithm. Bang, of course. And, and now, if you do that, if you do it before October 28th at midnight, you will be entered into the raffle for a still-sealed vinyl copy of No Code, courtesy yeah, what, of calculator. What a
1: pristine giveaway. All you oh have to do is just rate us if your platform of choice allows you to do that. Um, you have to write a review and then the review could, could literally be comprised of a single emoji thumbs up. I don't know. Uh, obviously we, and I, I've said this in the past. We love we, brevity. We would, here, so. Yeah. Well, brevity's fine, but you, you can, you can eloquently elaborate. You can write an entire tome either for or against us. Right. It says we're mm-hmm. not five against one, just two, but
0: <laughs> we, we've already got a couple in the, in the canon, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, so, which I'm, I'm excited about. So if, if you good listener, Rate, review, subscribe. Okay. If okay. you're already subscribing, rate and review. If you can't rate and review because your platform only allows you to do one or the other, then do that and let us know. There is, n- it's so easy, and you could find yourself with a lovely copy of No Code. You might be thinking to yourself, "I already have a copy of No Code." That's fine, but maybe, maybe your your, your uncle Jim does not. Maybe Uncle Jim's brothers, cousins, yeah. ex roommates, college boyfriend doesn't either. I don't know, but uh, somebody.
0: Hey, you know what? Um, our friends over at Live on Four Legs they do a uh, they do a Secret Santa. I think every well, uh, year that exactly. could be that could be a thing that could be a gift.
1: It could be a thing. Basically, there's an incentive for you. Exactly. There's an incentive.
0: <laughs> also, uh, of course, uh, a special thank you to our patrons over at Patreon uh, and patrons. If you're listening, um, we will be sending you on Patreon some options. And we want your thoughts on those options for the next podcast t-shirt. I've been submitting ideas to Paul left, right, and center. I got a new one. I'm gonna send you in a little bit.
1: I can't wait to get it. And, and oh, this is man. the best part about being a patron, is you get you you get you get the inside track. You're like that's right. You're on the inside of the loop here. So mm-hmm. it's not just gonna be a t-shirt chosen and designed by Paul and Jason. No, really Jason and Paul. <laughs> it will instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead, You guys have a voice in this process, so exercise, it, as Pearl Jam would so so proudly encourage you to do.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And there are two other designs if you'd like to go ahead and get one of those um, Mm -hmm. still available to you. Anyways, enough of that crap. Um, This week, uh, one little bit of news before we get into the main topic that we've done one time before, uh, which is to write a new set of lyrics from an album. Which means, you go through the ten, eleven, twelve songs of the album. You pluck lines here and there and create a new song based off of lyrics that that come from the entire album. Mm-hmm. It's a interesting process. It's almost like the idea behind retracking an album. You, you you're creating a, a narrative essentially, yeah. um, but this time it, you're just you're using you're using single lines. That's right. There. maybe, So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But first, um, there was a video that came out just a few days ago uh, on The Ringer's uh, Instagram. It was uh, like four or five minutes narrated by uh, former ESPNer Kenny Main, big time Pearl Jam fan, Kenny Main, uh, kind of detailing how Pearl Jam and sports have been intertwined since like day one. Now, we all know the Mookie Blalock story. The album was named 10 after his number on the back of his jersey. Um, all that stuff, friends with Dennis Rodman, big Sonics fans. Um, but I mean,
1: e- even the merchandise, you know, yeah. is oftentimes sports. City theme. by they, city, they that you can they, get, they, like, they uh, love playing yeah. in these baseball parks, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, a lot of the branding revolves around sports as well. So, without without a doubt, definitely an inextricable link between sports and Pearl Jam, and. What I'm most fascinated by, I think, is is uh have you heard of a, was it called pickleball? Oh yeah. Yeah. So isn't that like, um
0: Tom Brady's new thing?
1: Yeah. And so now it's 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 gonna become a league, apparently. It's no it's kidding. blowing up. Yeah. It it's gonna I, I wanna say they're looking into like making it an Olympic sport or something on top of Major that. League Pickleball. Something. I, I it feels like it it's it's a thing right now. And it's going to be an even bigger thing vibe, potentially. I know it it's right? a vibe. I don't know. And if it's a vibe, Pearl Jam's going to have to play it, right? So I'm curious to see if there will be a relationship between well, our favorite band and our not favorite new sport. But
0: <laughs> maybe and, they'll have a, yeah, uh, nothing uh, against
1: pickleball. We just don't really know anything about maybe it. Maybe they'll
0: go full kiss and do like a Pearl Jam themed pickleball paddle. Maybe, yeah. Just just fucking license everything, you know. <laughs> and to put a button on that, uh, Mike McCready has done the Star-Spangled Banner. I think for at least at least game three of the Go Mariners. They will. They lost. I know.
1: Eight still. innings. So you know, and it's a bummer Astros. too because they, uh, they, they, yeah, dude, like these walk offs. I mean, they, they've just there's such a young, exciting team. Though, if you're not a baseball fan and you're looking for a reason to become one, uh, Julio Rodriguez, the Seattle Mariners. I'm telling you. They're a fun time. Look out next year. Yes. Yes.
0: And unfortunately, my Braves could not defend their crown. They got to come up by the Phillies.
1: Yeah. Damn shame. It is a damn shame. But uh, kudos to you. Hey, you guys made playoffs. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. <laughs> my Giants, not so much.
0: So uh, moving on. Moving on. It is now officially football season,
1: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so the. Album, we're going to choose this week to write a lyric, a new set of lyrics, a new song, if you will, from is Verses. Yep. Uh, the first time we did this, it was probably early summer, and we did Binaural. And we're doing Verses today. And, you know, it's it, like I said, you go through each song, you pluck out a couple of lines here and there, maybe a line, maybe a whole stanza, mm-hmm. and you reconfigure new verses a new chorus an outro a bridge whatever the hell you want whatever whatever arrangement you want to make out of it however long you want to make it um and it ha- creates a new story maybe that story that you're creating is it's more like a microcosm of the album itself yep. um if that's the way you want to go with it which is kind of sort of what i did um so that said paul would you like to go first or would you like to follow me
1: you're going call my man
0: Uh, I will go first this time. I think you were first the last time. So that that way we can end uh, strongly. Um, (laughs) all right. (laughs) So, uh, I will say before I get started that I used every song, but one, and I'll tell you what that, what that one is at the end. If you can't, all right, all right, here we go. First verse do no wrong. So clean cut dirty as his hands. It comes right off. Spin me round, roll me over. Turn to my nemesis, a fool, not a fucking god. I'd rather be with an animal. The chorus. She holds the hand that holds her down. She will rise above. Next verse. I swear I recognize your breath. Get out of my fucking face. Don't think, dumbest strength. How much difference does it make? She holds the hand that holds her down. She will rise above. And you go into the... Kind of like the outro-ish here. Time to emancipate. I'm lost. I'm no guide. But I'm by your side. Once and for all, I'm far away. Hard to believe. Finally, the shades are raised. Escape is never the safest path. That's my song, Paul. Okay. What do you you make of that?
1: I like it. I like it. Uh, You know, there's there's a lot of, a, a, you did a great job of doing what you said you were going to do, which is kind of taking a song, or I should say, assembling a song that acts as a microcosm of the album at large. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like th- this particular album was a tough follow up. Yeah, you know what I mean. That it, it's ten was a supernova, and uh, nobody felt that pressure more than Ed. Mostly because you know where they recorded this album here in California was very idyllic in nature. <clears throat> I think Dave said it he was would like a know. paradise. Yeah, I know. and they they did not like. I mean, they, the, I think the guys liked it. Ed did not. It was it was Sleeping too comfortable. Yeah, he really had a hard time getting himself into a place of discomfort that would essentially spark that that creative narrative genius of this um which is interesting because that there's a lot of great lyrical content on this record but <clears throat> i thought that you you did a really nice job taking the essence of conflict which i think is the hallmark of the album and uh and it's interesting it was something ed had to seek out he sought out conflict because i think he felt that had to be the hallmark of the album or, or at least that's the way the music spoke to him uh you know they had largely gotten together with uh, with 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 each other, in the form of almost like a jam session. That's the way Brendan O'Brien wanted it recorded. It wasn't what they did with Ten, where Stone and was come in. With, right, exactly. It wasn't all this prearranged material, and then they come in and they they play with it. It was more just getting in the studio together and playing. And then Ed would kind of come in after the fact with, with the lyrics. And I think that the lyrics make sense and and they're they're right because it was Ed's response to the way the music made him feel. And I think that it was the conflict he had to put him. So I love the fact that he had to seek out conflict in order to feel that he, he could be inspired enough to, to compose lyrics. So you did a great job of kind of capturing that essence of conflict from a good number of the songs on the record and composing a, a, a song that really does kind of accentuate that.
0: I think the challenge of this album versus binaural is that it was? I feel like most of this album is a little bit more focused at, as one unit than by Neural.
1: So, really, I, I feel like they're tackling so much different, both both social and personal subject matter. Sure, it's but really I, but, all over the place. But
0: to your point, to your point, the conflict.
1: Okay, is, correct. Is the center theme, right? So, like that is
0: true. It might be a micro conflict, it might be a micro conflict, it might be a personal conflict, but there's there's a need to press through a conflict and get past it. And, and, yeah. and um, that seemed very obvious to me. So right. that's why going through these songs, I'm like, Oh, this
1: hence is poor, the title, perfect. right?
0: Yeah. So going through each one of these songs, it was actually a little bit easier for me to find ones that like balanced off each other very well, as opposed to by Neural, where it felt like, okay, what am I trying to say here? Because it felt like they were speaking about more different things and maybe the the overall mood was there, but th- there wasn't such a um, um, an obvious um, point. I guess sure. I guess yeah. you could say. So yeah, no, I I like what I did here. Um, I, I think it's funny when you talk about Ed uh, searching for conflict. I think he was very worried about um, not coming across as sincere or authentic. Oh, for uh, sure. Coming off of ten, so. Yeah to force himself to sleep in his truck or to sleep in the outhouse. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever it was, the sauna, I think it was, um, to find the the authenticity is key and you got what you got. So now I want to know what Paul's
1: got. You know, I focus less on theme and more on voice. I feel like, um, this, this record is is thematically. There's a lot of alignment, Mm -hmm. but, each one of these songs, like it, this is one of those records where there's a lot of storytelling happening. Um, and I feel like there are voices in so many of these tracks that differ from each other. But there is, believe it or not, in terms of tonality, there is a, a singular voice, I feel. And it's tied to that theme of conflict and, and the need to push through and rise above. So I focused specifically on voice. And, and I started with, with Why Go? I started with why go because the the subject of why go I believe is the hold on hear me out the subject why of go? why go yeah from ten so the subject of why we're, go we're I believe verses. I know we are but the okay, subject sorry, of, sorry I got uh, confused I'm not you. lost don't worry okay okay carry on I, I'm no guide but I'm not lost so. <laughs> oh good one uh, so the subject of why go I believe is the same subject that inform the song leash yep okay and so I like the idea of opening up a record with a song from verses that is tied to a song from 10 and almost having it be a continuation of that voice Interesting. So I, I opened it with this troubled souls unite. i mean, just imagine if this is the opening lyrics Ooh, of I'm of already
0: I'm already stoked Keep
1: going. Troubled souls unite. We got ourselves tonight. I am lost, I'm no guide, but I'm by your side. I'm right by your side. So that's the opening verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me it was very much speaking a lot about just we don't really know where we're going tonight. You know what I mean? But there, there's a, a sense of dread, but also a sense of, of, of community, a sense of um, togetherness. Next verse. I changed by not changing at all. Perhaps that's what no one wants to see. I just want to scream hello. I couldn't breathe, holding me down, hand on my face, pushed to the ground, enmity gauged, united by fear. Forced to endure what I could not forgive. Why would you want to hurt me? So frightened of your pain. The shades go down. It's in her head. Painted room. Can't deny there's something wrong. She holds the hand that holds her down. She will rise above. Couldn't hold on. She couldn't hold on. No, she folded. It's my blood. It's my blood. Suck blood. Touch, please. Tunnel vision. Tuck. Time. See. Please, please, please. Don't go on me. Don't go on me. Please. Don't you want me? Please. Don't go on me. Don't go on me. Escape is never the safest place. Escape is never the safest path. Fiend. Wow. So it's it it feels like a story. It feels like a voice. Mm-hmm. And I it was interesting that there was so much commonality. And a lot of congruency in some of the themes and the ideas. I, I felt like this voice, somewhat, like permeated so many of these songs. Sure. Now there are songs I didn't include. I don't have a line from Indifference. I don't have a line from Rats or Glorified G. Uh, so there are some songs that I didn't pull in, but I did find, like I said, that that common voice seemed to, it kept emerging. The more I studied the lyrics, it kept emerging in spots throughout. And I felt like there was a, a, a real like a, 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 a subject had truly come to light and been fully fleshed out for me. And rife with that conflict that seemed to be very, very um, apparent, it felt like, and, and tangible in each one of these songs, it just felt to me that there, there, was, there was a story being told and a voice was communicating. And I just kind tried of to, tried to pull that out of as many of these tracks as I could, as I could hear it in. Yeah. And when I started putting it together, it started sounding like it was one person talking to me. (laughs) And, uh, and so that's that that's how I put it together. Maybe maybe you've cracked the code. Maybe you like you've gone full Dan Brown and like somehow like
0: sieved <laughs> out the actual like real narrative of the album. Uh,
1: maybe I look I, I I wouldn't give myself that much credit, but <clears throat> it, it was a fun exercise for me in the sense that I didn't really because at first I came at it from the point of view of theme. I was like, all right, what's this record really about? Right versus conflict, five against one. Let me go looking for that. But then I started realizing, man, they are just all over the map with some of the things that they want to talk about on this record. So, some of the or at least Eddie you know what I mean? And we're talking about, uh, you know, things like, like gun control and, and you know, personal, the macro, the micro, all the things that you had mentioned before, <laughs> everything to the point where, you know, at one point, Eddie says in an interview, perhaps rats are more admirable than humans. I mean, it is just all over the map. But as I started searching through these lyrics that the word I kept showing up and I started thinking to myself, well, who is this? I who, you know, what is this a voice? And, for me, the, the the anchor was that opening from verses. I'm sorry, uh from leash <clears throat> and feeling like who who is this woman? Who is this girl from Why Go, this troubled soul that was so misunderstood, misdiagnosed even? And and what becomes of her? What is the next reiteration of that? And it's not just her tale as much as, as it is her perception of herself with and her place in the world around her. And it, to me, it started being more of a a song. And I think, I think it helped me understand verses on a deeper level. It's really more of a record about human nature in a lot of ways. It's it's, I don't think it has an agenda as far as like a political, it's not like binaural and some of these other records. It, uh, it, it's very, very much to me, I think what makes it so profound as a record, and so powerful lyrically is how organic and raw the music is and powerful, but also how the, the, the lyrics are so reflective of human nature. There is a, um, a, a, a deep relativity to it. And I think I just started mining the songs, looking for that, trying to mine that ore of human nature. And I put them together and th- this was the voice that was speaking. And th- this is the, uh, this is the story that it was telling. So i like that's it. where it, i
0: landed it felt um it felt like it's it's okay it's it's not this song but like you know how whoever said doesn't really repeat much of anything there's like a one section repeated but otherwise it's kind of like just the arrangement just is yeah. a b c d e f g there's really no repeats much at all yours i don't there wasn't a chorus right it was just like you kept
1: on going it, it did yeah it did and you could make your, the argument that I, I really put together more of a prose poem than a song in but a some, sense that it doesn't have a familiar like song structure. But yeah, you're right. What's I mean, the look, you just, hey, there you go. Sure. Or, um, you know, there, there, there's uh, Johnny Guitar kind of has that narrative feel to it as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's there, there, there's a number in the Pearl Jam catalog that don't follow that, uh, I mean, sleight of hand in some places too. So I would agree.
0: Yeah. I like it. I like it. When you started going with the why go thing, I'm like, where's he going with
1: this? Yeah. Did, did you pick the wrong you had, record? No, no.
0: <laughs> I was, well, then you, of course, when you tie it into to leash, you know, that is the, the, the scuttlebutt is that those are, you know, the same character. Um, and then listen, the, the start of leash is such a great opening and it just, yeah. it, it gives you the opportunity to, to, to linger on one of those voices and say, where's the thread lead me. Like you pull yeah. pull a thread from a sweater and all of a sudden you've got it. Uh, so I think there's two different kinds of, um, uh, sets of lyrics here. You've got a more traditional sense that I did and you've got a, uh, a a unique set that you made, but either way, thematically or vocally, you've got something that really indicates what versus was about is about. And, uh, I think both speak very, very well. You were, you kept on going and I was like, fuck, this is great. Fuck. This is great. Fuck. This is great. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah, and I didn't write a single word of it. Kudos Ed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well there you go. I'm curious what you guys uh think on uh, about about these choices we made. Um what would you by the way, the only song I didn't use was rats.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we both didn't. I just I couldn't find anything that worked um for what I was doing. Uh what would you guys choose? Give yourself the exercise. There's, there's no, there's no set arrangement. There's no set sequencing. It's whatever you want to do. Um, do you be more stock like me, less stock like Paul? Whatever you want to do, give give us a shout. Throw in the DMs. Throw in a comment. Your choice for a new set of lyrics, a new song based on the lyrics that already comprise the record. Versus, um, I'd be interested to know because it's a it's a fun exercise um, as you found out, as I found yeah. out about what the themes in the in the and the characters are of an album. So there's that, and we will carry on with the next albums uh, in due time. But for now, well, let's move on to our Lyric of the Week. <music> this week's Lyric of the Week comes, of course, as we are prone to do, from verses. This week's lyric is blood. Blood. all right blood uh i will admit that i have rarely dove in dove in? dived dived uh deep into these lyrics because and i will admit uh i always react to music first mm-hmm. and if the music rocks i will dive into the deep end and start actually paying attention to the lyrics that are not obvious. Which this one does. Exactly. So uh,
1: I. Were I you did. surprised at yourself that you had not taken a deep dive on this song? I was a past? little
0: surprised. I was a little surprised. I mean, I, I always knew what those lyrics were. You know, spin me around, roll me over, fucking circus, tap it down. Like, I I knew what he was saying. But I didn't. I didn't think to actually, like, process it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm so, like. The, the, the way that he sings it and the music itself is so powerful that what he's singing falls by the wayside a little bit, even though I'm actually hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I love these lyrics. I love them, especially because so many people misinterpreted them back in the day, as we talked about no, it's about
1: heroin, just like what's been the black circle. Yeah. I, I, I
0: mean, another song about the music media being parasites, but with a, but as you said, the heroin metaphor, I mean, Actually, maybe it's more like a mosquito in a sense. Sure, you know?
1: yeah, that works well. One-way mm. needle.
0: It's a, it's that leeching thing uh, with the band Eddie was talking about so much at the time, and, and then given to all the articles written about them. I don't know that it's a, it's a little shaky, but it just you know it came to me. But but yeah, the, simply the media uh, is is parasitic. The imagery is just so powerful. Every phrase is succinct which I think is key here. It -hmm. it being succinct amplifies that power. I mentioned power in the vocal delivery kind of shielding me from what he's actually saying. But every line is active too. That is really the key to me, the key for me, that every line is active. There are no passive verbs. Spin, roll, stab, pulled, drains and spills, soaks, fills. You couldn't have lyrics written any other way for this music they are all yeah. active action verbs and to to use these words in this way to talk about something that they were really nailing on about in this uh in this record and the next one um more, more so in the next one so you kind of get a little preamble here sure. i think is very strong um even though it's i thought it's very on the nose um but very succinct but it
1: works for the music. Yeah. I mean, this album was almost called five against one. And I I feel like this is the song that represents that sentiment the most on, on the record in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, So it, 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 what the the intensity that the personal intensity of it, you know, the circus that it is referring to Mm. uh, the soaking of the pages, filling the sponges. It's, It's interesting that, this idea that it, and it, it it to me it's an interesting callback to the Marquis de Sade, who was a uh, depraved soul. But uh, for those unfamiliar, <clears throat> he was a, um, a writer in France many hundreds of years ago, and uh, he wrote a lot of of very explicit and uh, very controversial texts and novels that were profane and depraved and, and and sexual in nature and there's a, a film that came out in the 90s <clears throat> he he wrote a, a story called justine i remember i read it in college for a class but he uh, <clears throat> he was the subject of a film with jeffrey rush and kate winslet it's a film called quills i believe <clears throat> and it's about his imprisonment and uh i think it's a chambermaid or is what she plays and uh, she's she's basically visiting him in prison and helping to care for him and at one point they take his quills away because they're trying to silence his voice and so he starts mm-hmm. writing with blood from his fingertips <laughs> and, and whenever i listen to blood i always think of that image for some reason but uh it's it's an interesting concept this idea that you know, all of this press, everything that's being written about you in, in in the form of exploitation is ultimately being written with your very blood. Like that's how you feel, you know, that you're just being sucked dry in the process. So I think it's a, it's an outstanding and very, very concentrated metaphor. It's a great for, word. concentrated. Yeah, <laughs> it's very concentrated. So yeah, I, I, I think this, uh this song doesn't really look, it's, it's not one we're going to hear perform too often. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's a strain on the vocal cords, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, mostly because I feel as though it's not that it's not relevant anymore, but Ed, you know, this is not Eddie's life anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's no longer that guy in the national culture's eye. And I think that he's he's far more at peace and far happier than he was then um so it's it's the kind of song that I think has its place and when when we do get to hear it, there's usually a, a, a reason why <clears throat> and so I think it it becomes more of a treat. It's kind of like uh you know just the 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 once a year type deal you know and you just yeah. you know the Thanksgiving meal, so to speak, where you, <laughs> you just engorge yourself it's say, ah, it's once a year, so <laughs> we'll see. Get, we'll the, the, get the tea, and how tea how with honey it. ready yeah exactly cuz it's <laughs> it's i would say that I, I could see him performing this like before they're they're going to be on like a 6 day hiatus while they're traveling from one country to another or something like <laughs> that anyway. i think
0: the uh the fact that he um wrote this song this way at this time if if you couldn't see what was coming with Vitalogy listening to this track and reading these lyrics I don't know, man. It's it's pretty astounding to me that this was already... And the way that he uses, like you said, his, his blood, who he is, everything that he puts on the page uh, of lyrics from 10 and, and verses, he already felt that his being was and- being commodified and this versus is was a massive away, success all shit
1: yeah it, so it's everything that he was rebelling against lyrically from the experience of 10 was just further exacerbated because it's not like versus was this critically bashed unsuccessful flop i mean it was a massive follow-up and so i, I if anything it just all that just was doubled down you know what i mean so
0: do we know if this was one of the
1: last tracks recorded or wrote, written for the first uh, session. I have to. Let's go to our our lovely Italian site, huh? By the way, the uh, our friends at dot
0: uh, it they corrected me on some uh, Italian translation. Really? Was, well, you know, I may have shown you a uh, a concept for something, and they oh, uh,
1: they, I recall <laughs> they,
0: they <laughs> spitballing, you know, as I as I do, and they were very happy to oblige. Good, <clears throat> but, for, um, them. Yeah, Good exactly. for them. Yeah, exactly. But the reason why I asked the question is if was it late in the writing process is because it feels so much more thematically and and uh, of what was on Vitalogy. And I know that those records were very close together. So the you know, the writing sessions, quote unquote, were you know kind of all almost in the same vein. I mean, they were playing so many Vitalogy songs right after Versus came out anyway, that I wonder if if Blood was just one of those last ones that kind of got closer to the headspace of what they started putting on the, on the Vitalogy record. Um, it would make sense because it's, it fits so well. Yeah. Vitalogy was all about
1: my, uh, my computer the luck is there for a computer that's running better than mine. So <laughs> oh,
0: all right, well, someone out there's going to be like, yeah, it was recorded on blah blah day and written in Eddie's bathroom on blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know when that, when that was honestly, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was late in the process, um, yeah. Because it really does really does fit that vitality mindset. But I mean, anyways, I, I,
1: I think that before we're done with this recording, I, I will most oh, you'll finally uh, get it. Great, we'll finally have it up. This, this is
0: <laughs> this is the content you're looking for, gang. This is it. <laughs> well, well, Paul figures that out. We're gonna move on to the best. Live version of Blood in our live cut of the week. Ready to stand up. Live cut of the week for Blood. Man, this must have been a fun process for you whenever you did this, because that's a that's a, a that's an earring waiting to happen. Exactly. So where are we going? What are we going?
1: Uh, you know, this is one of those songs where it's it because of its raw nature. I, I feel like you there's a temptation to just take some dirty recording mm. and just oh this is perfect. It you know, totally complements the music, but it, you really want something pristine. You want something that really channels what the song is about and a performance from Ed that really catapults all of these emotions and sentiments forward in a way that to your point, acts as a transitionary springboard into what Vitology will be. And there's one performance to me that does that. And and it's the the performance that was featured, actually, in Pearl Jam 20. And that is uh, live from Auckland, New Zealand, on March 25th, 1995.
0: One of my enemies Man, this one I'm catching my breath. The power. It's so effortless on this performance. I've said it a couple times uh, on this show that I think 94 95 is prime Ed when it comes to how he sings. I love it. I, he's he's more dynamic than the 10 era, um but he can still scream and get that when he needs to. Um i love what he's doing in the bridge by the way those those sounds that he's making when you inhale <laughs> yep. like yeah how perfect is that for this um like you're losing your breath which works so well um it's theatrical
1: but not in a it way it feels overly exactly. exaggerated i feel like right. it's very much in line with
0: so i totally agree and, and that outro is fantastic i love the feedback i love jack it's just a really solid performance by the way there is a video of this. I, I think it's on Pearl Jam's official channel um, from that show. So you can actually watch this live cut of the week as, as opposed to just listening to it. It's wild. It's wild. Um, prime, I'm in the mic here with my, my little my dangly guy. <laughs> By the way, dangly guy does not mean yeah, anything it's... gross. <laughs> guy is the core for my my headphones is my voice is obviously starting to fail me. Um, so
1: in terms of yeah. recording though, <laughs> at, at, at our, our friends over at Pearl jam Online.it, they just have the sequence of the album itself listed on October 19th, 1993. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, if the if, you know, if this album is recorded in order of the way that it's represented on the album itself, then we would have blood where it is situated on the album. Okay. So if it was indeed recorded in mm-hmm. that, that order, then uh, looks like they, they got to it somewhere right in the middle of the session. All right, well then there you go. Uh, yeah, it, listen, this has actually been played
0: two hundred times. It's not like I thought it was like fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred—that's a decent amount. Now there was a a, a big gap in between ninety six and two thousand three, save for one performance in ninety eight and 2 in 02. So that's what is that, a 7 year? I can't do math. 7 year gap really between uh, major um performances. Um 95 was actually the most played year with Yeah, I
1: I felt like that was appropriate. I mean, somebody might be listening St. Paul, shouldn't it be from the Versus tour itself, right? Well, I hear that argument, but there's a reason the band released Versus and Vitology as one reissue i mm. feel like the, those two albums at least in their minds are really one thing in a lot of ways like went an extension of each other and uh versus uh, i'm sorry vitology was recorded right on the heels of uh of versus as well because i don't think we're ever going to see that again by the way that yeah, the no, proximity not. of you not know, for
0: seven uh, years difference and no you're not gonna um, go back to
1: that ever again so yeah <laughs>
0: the um i'm okay with 95 as a choice uh a because of what you just said, but also um how many good recordings do we have
1: from the versus two yeah. like, literally we have the Vegas show, we you have know, the Vegas show. We have, show. Okay, we have the Orpheum and, and there there are some from 94, but
0: yeah, there, there's there's a few, but it's not enough. Um, I would say to especially if the performance, which is great here, yeah, is not as good as this. It's hard to say. So the rules, obviously, fall into the gray area here going to 95, but I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Um, one last newsy thing before we go. Um, we mentioned just now the uh, the time between albums. There was a uh, an article that came out in the LA Times last week talking about Andrew Watt. Yep. And just smack dab like two-thirds of the way through very cons- inconspicuously. Mentioning that Andrew is, quote unquote, deep in production with Pearl Jam. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? We knew they were all hanging out together back in the the winter, early part of the year. Yeah. Deep in production. Paul, I told I asked you, is there going to be done before the end of 23? And you said no.
1: I just don't believe that.
0: Well, I mean, deep in production. Before the end of 2023. You've got 13, 14, 15 months, whatever it is.
1: I mean, they just wrapped the tour. You know, they're going to enjoy the holidays. They're going to hang out probably the gonna end of the, rest of the
0: calendar year. And then I think they're going to come back down here in January. Knock it out. And if you read in that article, it mentions how Elton John, who was interviewed, says that Andrew loves to work crazy quickly. And he did work quickly with Ed on, on the Earthling record. Yeah. So, ipso facto
1: hey new album in may <laughs> come on let's How do crazy. it crazy well I, I think we have to remember that gigaton we should be on a faster timeline covid really impacted gigaton in ways that i don't think we're ever going to truly comprehend you had an album come out and then there was no tour so I, and then when there was a tour, the album was what a year old, a year and a half old at that point. Well, so no, two years old, two years. Thank you. I mean, so it, it was the most bizarre set of circumstances for the release of a Pearl Jam record, which is always immediately followed with a tour that, in many ways, is an extension of the record itself. Yeah. For this band, so to, to I wouldn't be surprised if we do get a, a quicker album and that they try to get back out there again. But I, I just. It takes a toll, these tours. And I think that has a, a lot to do with why they they need the big hiatus away. So I would be part of the reason why I didn't think we'd see something in 2023 was I can't imagine them coming back and then going and doing it all over again less than 12 to 18 months later. I just, yeah. at least to the degree that a world tour for the promotion of an album would require. So I, I'm not saying it, it doesn't happen. I, look, I'd be cool with another album and then just like a more of a slowly drawn out tour. I do a couple of key dates that, you know, and then let us just sit with that for a bit. You know what I mean? Like like pick like eight or nine or 10 cities and that's it. And just, just hang with that for a bit. Now, and then the six months later, like do a, a, a North American leg. Well, let me ask point. you that. I don't know. I mean, because
0: in my, the way, what you're describing to me resembles what we just got. They played like 11 shows. Then they had a month off, played another 18 shows, had a month off, played another 14 shows off. It could it's be. Not a lot compared no. to other, other cons, other tours. Yeah. There is enough break in there. We shall see. I don't know. What do you guys think? com. Go check it out. Andrew Watt interview. It's buried in there, but food for thought. Anyway, uh, once again, we thank you for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Anybody who's new, tell your friends. We thank you for joining us. Um, we're here having a, a silly good time talking about our favorite band, and uh, there's a hell of a backlog, backhandlog, by the way. Let me go ahead and yeah.
1: Check that out. If, if, if you are new to the show, first time you've heard us, what episode are we on, here, Jason? One twenty-nine. One hundred so you you could listen to us babble hundred and twenty-eight more times, yeah. if you so feel inclined, which I, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a
0: that's a God that's help bold, you, that's a, a bullet
1: <laughs> gun, <It's>, exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, well there you go again. Uh, thanks to all the listeners. Thank you to those who chime in, DM us, comment, continue the conversation. Of course, our patrons, anybody who's bought a shirt. Uh, and again, the raffle, October 28th, vinyl rate copy of no
1: code. Just just rate us, give us a review. I'm telling you, this record could be yours. <laughs>
0: all right, there you go. We will see you next week. And until we do, you've been listening to the state of love and trust.